someone once told me time is a flat circle. If everything we've ever done or will do, we're gonna do over and over and over again. Hey, I'm Kelly. And I'm Michael. We're brother and sister, armchair detectives, stoked for the 4th of July, and we're your hosts for the Flat Circle Podcast. This week's episode has our mind running, y'all. Absolutely running. Um, this is a case where, as we get into it, it's it's going to be a very simple case which of with a very surprising verdict. So this is the suspicious death of Ellen Ray Greenberg. Ellen Ray Greenberg was the only child of Josh and Sandy Greenberg. She lived her life until January 26th of 2011, where she died at the age of 27 from multiple stab wounds. Friends and acquaintances describe her as bubbly, personable, a sweetheart. She was a dedicated teacher who worked to inspire her students. She had so much love for her parents and her fiancé, Sam Goldberg. In fact, her parents would often travel to the school where Ellen Ray Greenberg taught to help her out. She was completely dedicated to her students and to the school. She had a beautiful smile. She was upbeat and loved life. She was outgoing and held a position as a lionizer at Penn State where she introduced new football players and parents to the campus. She even helped students get settled at Penn State. It has been said that Ellen was able to bring people together. The folks in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, experienced a snowy January in 2011. On the day of Ellen Ray Greenberg's death on January 26th, a blizzard hit Philadelphia. The schools closed down and all of the teachers were sent home for the day to ride out the blizzard. What should have been a relaxing snow day ended up being a brutal tragedy. Ellen Ray Greenberg was a bride-to-be. She had gotten engaged to Samuel Sam Goldberg, a television producer for NBC and Golf.com. Wedding planning seemed to be going well as she had just sent out the save the date invitations to the guests. The timeline for this case is very simple. According to reports, her fiancé, Sam Goldberg, went to the gym around 4.45 p.m. that afternoon. Reportedly, Ellen Greenberg was alive and just hanging out at their condo when he left. According to Sam, when he arrived at their condo, the door was locked from the inside, so he had to kick it open. He found her in the kitchen, slumped on the floor, with a knife sticking out of her chest about four inches deep. Blood was everywhere. The medical examiner also noted bruises on her body, and no defense wounds were found. Sam quickly called 911, and they instructed him on how to perform CPR. However, it was too late. Ellen was gone. And Sam noticed the knife in her chest, and it was at that point that 911 operators instructed him not to perform CPR. The autopsy report showed that Ellen Ray Greenberg had been stabbed 20 times. 10 times in the back of the neck and the back of the head area, a slash against her abdomen, and nine more stab wounds in her chest. 
Initially, this was ruled as a homicide, but then investigators changed their tune and got the medical examiner to sign off on the autopsy report, citing a suicide. A suicide, even though the medical examiner originally marked this as a homicide. So let's talk about Ellen Ray Greenberg's mental health. Three years after she started teaching, Ellen admitted to her parents that she had been suffering from anxiety and panic attacks, and she wanted to move back home to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. To say that this was a surprise to her parents would be an understatement. In their eyes, Ellen had everything. She had a good job. She was engaged, living independently. And this was the first time her parents had ever experienced their daughter in this state of mind. They encouraged her to see a therapist. The therapist put her on Ambien and another type of anti-anxiety drug to help her during those panic episodes. In fact, new evidence supports that Ellen Ray Greenberg did not search suicide on her browser. The family's attorney brought in their own expert who says clearly, upon closer examination, Ellen did not directly access these links. When you separate the wheat, example such as like Ellen's actual searches from the chaff, Uh, like phantom searches which appear on Ellen's search history but were not due to direct searches by her. There is no indication of obsession by Ellen over death or suicide. To the contrary, she was searching for information about the medication, such as weight gain, sleeplessness, etc. Okay, so that is the crime scene as we have laid out. Now, it's kind of, it's not really straightforward, but it could either be a a murder or a suicide, right? So let me help our listeners kind of we're going to help our listeners kind of break things down there's other facts and speculations you kind of want to add in here before you come to your own assumption according to reports sam goldberg who you remember is ellen ray's fiance called his uncle an attorney and his father before calling 911 now this was before calling 911 now number two he came back from the gym but entered the building wearing boots no one saw his shoes or his gym bag now this seems plausible of course with the blizzard but We had to make that a speculation. Now, also, Samuel Goldberg said that a security guard accompanied him to the door when he went to kick it down. However, the security guard told investigators a completely different story. He told Samuel that he would not help him to break into their condo and that it was against condo community policy to do as such. Also, the door that he said locks from the inside also locks from the outside. Why did he kick the door down then, right? He should just have a key if he was her fiance. No, another thing. Uh, maybe it was a quick suicide. Uh, those terms have come out, right? It was a quick suicide. It was a painless suicide. Were the, These were the certain search terms that were found on her computer. But how do we know she searched for those terms? And Ellen's own therapist said that she had no suicidal tendencies and that the anxiety she had been experiencing was due to wedding planning. So why did they discount what her therapist said? Exactly. And as you mentioned before, her father said that she had been doing research on the side effects of her anti-anxiety medication because of the weight gain. And I mean, that makes sense because what bride wants to gain weight before their wedding? And so the searches, like you mentioned earlier, those were like auto searches or phantom searches that came up as a result of Ellen searching for the initial side effects. So That is actually new evidence that is taken into consideration with this case. Um, Ellen was also standing in the kitchen cutting fruit when she died. And her texts to family and friends that day were completely ordinary and upbeat as normal. 
The knife wounds were at force. She wouldn't have been strong enough to inflict some of those knife wounds as deep as the knife made it in. Also, there were bruises on her neck to indicate that someone held her by the neck. Also, the Greenberg family hired their own forensic scientist to look at the autopsy report, and he says Ellen's spinal cord had been severed and her brain pierced in two forceful stabs to the neck. She could have neither defended herself nor harmed herself after those blows. And finally, investigators found that her body had been moved from the original spot and position that it had been in. Everything right now, as we've been saying, kind of suspects either a suicide, like I said, or a possible murder. Now, who are the suspects? Well, there's only been one today, and there's speculation that Ellen Ray Greenberg was the victim of abuse at the hands of her fiancé, Samuel Goldberg. People believe that he actually murdered her. So let's look at the timeline to see what we can find. Supposedly, he went to the condo's community gym, right, for a workout around 4.45, and then returned about an hour later at 5.45. He sent several annoyed texts to his fiance when upon coming back, discovered the door to be locked. Now, he, now the texts basically kind of run down what he was saying to her without any response. First, he says, hello. Then he says, open the door. What are you doing? I'm getting pissed. Hello. You better have an excuse. What the fuck? Uh, and uh, you have no idea. Now, that's basically what they found on his phone. When he supposedly did that. A lot of people in this case do there. Anybody that I've come across, Kelly, it's very nobody really thinks that she ever committed suicide. I mean, this this honestly, if you actually look at this case, it very it, it's very much comparable to the ballerina fiance murder there of Simon Gitney, who threw his girlfriend off of a balcony. Um, in Sydney, Australia, back in 2011. Now, basically, oh, there yeah. was abuse in that in that relationship, and it was always behind closed doors. You didn't see it, but he had this hold on her physically and emotionally, and mostly emotionally. He put cameras in the in the in the uh, apartment, and what have you. She was basically a prisoner in her own place. Finally, she had enough. And the day that she had enough, she actually packed her bag. She made plans to for her mom to pick her up at the airport because mom was flying in, and he came home saw that he couldn't get into the computer to kind of look at what she's been doing all day through the cameras. And there was one little image of him dragging her back to the apartment. And within seconds, she was over the balcony and he said it was a suicide. So this kind of has that kind of similarity and just but um, I think off first glances, I think this is well more than a suicide. This is complete. I mean, this feels like a murder. Oh, absolutely. It feels like a murder. I, I don't. Although it is possible, I'm sure, for somebody to overkill themselves, (laughs) this to me seems like blatant overkill, like a crime of passion. You would think just just the number of stab wounds, okay? Think about it. 20 stab wounds, a slash across the abdomen, and many more behind, you know, her neck. Like, what? No one is going to do that to themselves. You know what I mean? Like, I think I read a quote in one of the articles as I was doing research on this, where the EMT was basically like, men like it messy and women like it pretty. Meaning if they're going to kill themselves or do some kind of self-harm, it's more typical for like a man or a male uh, person um, to do that to themselves and to make it messy. Whereas women are more or less like, I'll poison myself. I'll 
cut my wrists. I'll, you know, things like this. And in this particular case, anxiety does not equal suicidal tendencies. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I'm I'm very um, shocked, I think, at how quickly this case was marked as a suicide and then closed. And yeah. now the parents, 10 years later, are struggling to get this case reopened. Which, I mean, that screams like inside corruption, possibly. But, I mean, there's a lot of uh, forensic pathologists who have looked at this case. I mean, famously, Cyril or Cyril uh, Wecht, uh, famously for he was kind of the one behind the the single bullet theory of the JFK case uh, assassination. Mm-hmm. And um, he doesn't understand how this was written off as a suicide. And obviously, and similarly, uh, forensic scientist Henry Lee, who testified for the defense in the O.J. Simpson tur- uh, murder, they say it's consistent with a, with a homicide scene, too. And now these are two well-versed pathologists who don't really understand that how this can be just written off so simply as a suicide like they they assume that she like kept stabbing herself but if you but if when they do the when they looked into the further autopsy report and everything there was many many of those wounds uh damaged the brain so uh they penetrated the brain and, and the spinal cord so it almost would be uh that would have caused severe pain in the cranial nerve dysfunction i mean it would almost paralyze her from even keeping on stabbing herself if that yeah. were the case so it's almost impossible to stab yourself as many times as she did um now the, the the neck possibly, but when they found the stab, the pen, um, the penetration wounds in the brain, that right there should scream that it was almost impossible for her to continue on stabbing. So it's well, just, and she had bruises all you know over her body, and yeah. she had bruises on her neck. You know, I I really think this is a classic domestic abuse case. That is what I really think. I think wedding jitters. I think Sam Goldberg was probably. I don't know, man. I I think it was him. I think it was him. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I mean, it seems pretty clear cut. But you know, God bless her family. They're keeping at it. Um, they're 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 going to town to try to like make sure that they could find evidence to support more evidence than there already is, which is crazy that to support that Sam is the, is the murderer. I mean, she had over 20, it's like 20 stab wounds to her body. And I think they're going to get closer. And I think one day, you know, we will see her have justice of some sort, you know, it's just sad because this guy also remember, he's like a producer as well. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. so we talked for NBC. The, yeah. For NBC. So, you know, this dude has some kind of connections. I mean, a lot of these people who are well connected um, in, in cases where they have some kind of connection to the case, they usually it's stuff that gets wrapped up a long time because they probably have, you know, I imagine NBC. I'm not saying NBC is to blame in any of this, but I'm sure NBC has interests that they're protecting, too. And if it found out that one of their own producers or somebody, one of their own employees did this, I mean, th- there might be something to that. So essentially what they're what they're trying to do is, you know, those kind of lawyers will drag shit out in court for years. And that seems to be kind of what's going on right now, because everything that the family comes out with about Ellen Ray green, about their daughter, their sister, Ellen Ray Greenberg, that that there's always something they fire back with. Well, it was this because she was depressed at the time and she had this because this, you know, and they don't know, but you know, as of right now, um, in in January of 2020, the, the Philadelphia Court of Common uh, Pleas allowed the case to proceed past the motion to dismiss stage. So that means a trial is set to begin in 2021. 
Okay. Even though there is no arrest, but they will bring the evidence to light in front of a judge to see if it's actually relevant enough to bring to trial. Oh, that's good. So they're going to have the judge take take a look at the case and determine officially whether it is suicide or whether it was suicide or if there's just enough of a doubt that it was murder. And I definitely, I definitely think that it was murder because I'm like, okay, yeah, she has anxiety, but anxiety does not equal self-hate. The amount of hate you would have had to have had for yourself, the amount of loathing you would have had to have had for yourself in order to, to brutally murder yourself, to brutally uh, off yourself in that way, I just don't see it with her and if anything i think the most suspect thing is the fact that her anxiety was getting so bad that she wanted to move back home in with Mm -hmm. her parents like that right there even if the reason cited on all these articles and even if the reason that the parents knew to that point was oh she's anxious so she wants to move home i think that i i really wonder if they peeked behind the curtain on that comment like and and maybe they're protecting maybe they're protecting her maybe they're protecting her memory by not airing out all the dirty laundry like yeah she this guy was a huge jerk and he was abusing her and right whatever whatever you you know you you need to have but that's another thing too a lot of people won't say things because they're gonna have to try to they're gonna keep a lot of stuff you know in under in their sleeve for trial you know because you don't want to throw all your cards out there just yet so basically anything they're going to say about her, anything they're going to say about him. That's why there's a lot of stuff that hasn't come up about him actually hitting her. There has been no friends coming forward. There has been no family of Sam hitting her no, or none. anything. And, and I think that's purposely. I think that's a defense thing. And I think that's part of it's probably part of Ellen Ray Greenberg's team. And, you know, it, team uh, to, to kind of keep things. That, yeah, it's a strategy thing because they don't want to throw all their cards out there. Because every time if you look, Kelly, everything we're talking about, every time they bring this to Kate, try to bring this to case, it gets shut down by this guy you know by nbc and by by sam and simon's or simon by sam's people it's always like well she was she was this well she was that and 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 so right now they're like okay fine every time we come out with something you have something to combat it so what we're gonna do is we're gonna keep everything and then we're gonna go to a judge and see if he thinks it's bullshit without having your little whatever it is that you're throwing out at us and if it's good enough to go to trial then we're gonna make our arrest on this guy well, I think the other thing too that helped um that's helping the agenda here or, or that's giving energy to this and pushing this forward is the fact that the medical examiner on the case is being prosecuted. Now they're looking back through his cases and now he's being prosecuted on some of his cases and they're citing like there that there is some corruption there. Um at least that's what I read. So that now so now his medical opinion becomes corrupt. And that scene that gets into tricky things too, because when you got to start looking at a forensic a pathologist's work, sometimes the department, the, the the police department, the justice system in those respected counties, cities, what have you, don't want to have to go back through things because that jeopardizes a lot of other cases, other important cases as well that they've already supposedly finished. So there's a lot fighting against the Greenberg family here, and it's definitely going to be an uphill battle. I mean, it just sucks. I feel really bad for Ellen Ray Greenberg because, I mean, she was just 27 when she when she was, I'm saying murdered because I think yeah, she was murdered. I think she and was she was a first also. grade teacher. You know, yep. she's a first grade teacher in Philadelphia. And 
and it's great to see that some of the her kid these the kids that she taught their parents and people who knew her are all getting petition you know a lot of them got petitions together to to help bring this to court and it, just to have more eyes on this case and like i said earlier two famed pathologists forensic pathologists have come forward and said that you know there's no way she could have done this to herself oh yeah and- i was like was everybody sleeping on this case i mean what the fuck yeah it How- just yeah, it didn't make sense. Did it, it doesn't make sense. But like I said, if they're questioning another person that had to do with ruling this as a suicide, then it's like, oh, we're going to have to open up more cases. So basically, that's going to take time. That's going to take money. And that means uh, a lot of integrity is going to be ruined. So you know, I just I mean, had a thought. I got to tell you this thought. I got to tell you this thought. All right. What if now I don't know this. I mean, I've done research on this case, but I don't know this. But what if. Samuel Goldberg's uncle was able to pull some strings on the DL down at the old Philly PD. I mean, that's possible. I mean, the guy has two things backing him. He has, I don't want to say the clout, but he has the backing of a family with who's well-connected, which like you said, yeah, that could totally happen, Kel, but he's also works for NBC. So, it's not just as easy as all just fire the guy. I mean, this guy might have something on NBC. He might have a lot more at stake here. I mean, I just I don't know, man. I mean, it's just there's just so much here that that could that could this guy has backing him right now that helps in his favor. So I think once the Greenberg family can cut through all that, then they might be able to get traction. And I think they're going to have to do it the way that they're doing it because kind of going out and into the public and trying to raise awareness isn't really helping this case. Mm-mm. It's something where they really need to sit down with the judge and say, look at what we have here. Look, go to the DA and say, look what we fucking have here. But the thing is the DA or nobody, I mean, they're not going to prosecute Sam um, Goldberg unless, unless there's evidence to support that. Yeah. So they're they're going to have hit- to have more. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to have to have his friends or her friends literally come forward and eyewitness accounts of him actually being, you know, um, controlling and abusive and uh, physically and or mentally. I mean, there's things that are just going to have to come out more. And the thing that's kind of helping this guy, aside from the people that are in his corner, that the high profile people that are in his corner, is the fact that there's really not a lot of evidence that he was a piece of shit. So I don't know. It's kind of a fucked case, man. I, I think it's an uphill battle for both for for the Greenberg family. And I think that it's just really sad because I, it's before Ellen Ray gets justice. It's going to be a long time. Yeah, I don't even know if it's it's necessarily that they don't have enough people who could have seen the abuse. I think it could be a case of maybe she hid the abuse really, really well. Yeah. But then why all these bruises on her body? Did she slam herself against the wall or did she? I just one of the things that the medical examiners were looking at in the article and specifically the ones that the parents um, had hired is that they believe that she was attacked while she was cutting up fruit, that her attacker actually came from behind um, to stab her in the neck first and then in the abdomen and in the chest. Yeah, finally. And and I think, you know, like 
Like they they mentioned the thing about the phantom suggestions for the search term. So I think that was really good because the other thing that kind of like crossed my mind was, well, what if Samuel kind of pre-planned this? This was all premeditated. This guy has pretty pretty airtight alibis. So so the fact that that they can't really pinpoint that he did it, I think it's because of his alibi. But it just seems too perfect. I mean, just seems really perfect. I mean, what happened if maybe he was getting maybe the the gym is an excuse. Maybe he went down the fucking fire escape or something. You know what I mean? Because when they said they they the security caught got him like he was like going up there. One, he didn't have a key, so he probably forgot the fucking key. And two, (laughs) he didn't look like he was just come back from a gym. So um, where's the bag, bro? <laughs> you know yeah, where's I mean? the bag, bro? Where's um, the tennis, bro? So there's a plenty of, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the building. We didn't see pictures of the actual building. So we don't know if there was another way out of that place aside from the door to get in and out. But Well, um, and I think one of the telling things is that he called his, he called his uh, attorney uncle and his dad before he called 911. I mean, he wanted to make sure that his ass was absolutely covered before he called 911. So when the operator told him to give CPR, he was already well aware that that knife was in her chest. Yeah. If you really love someone, you're going to want to make sure that they are okay. Yeah, because there was no really blood found on him. I mean, he might have had time to clean up himself. Well, and even, even the whole door thing just doesn't even make sense to me. You know, like the text, like, hello, open the door. What are you doing? I'm getting pissed. Hello, you better have any, like, you better have an excuse. You better have an excuse for what? Not right. being at the door to open it for him? How does he know she didn't leave the apartment? I mean, okay, it was a blizzard. Okay, it was a blizzard. But let's say something happened. How does, why did he jump to the conclusion that she was just in there ignoring him? Do you know what I mean? He told the the security guard that helped him like to go kick down the door, but the security guard was like, no, I never, I told him we're not, we can't do that. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, everything points to him. It's just basically this is a case where you need to find evidence that he did it. But I've seen people convicted on circumstantial evidence for much less. (laughs) So clearly the guy has a lot of backing and he has some high power people behind him. So until then, you know, he is a free man. But I think uh, karma will karma is a bitch. You know, if not in this life, I hope karma is a bitch to him in the next life if he did this. Now, if he didn't do this, I'm totally sorry, dude. I just don't like murder. If you have any information on the case of Ellen Ray Greenberg, please call the Philadelphia Police Department at 215-686-8477 or email tips at phillypolice.com. As always, thank you for joining us. Until next time, stay kind, stay curious, and always question the world around you. Peace.